we're on hello everyone this is Carol E welcome back I apologize for taking so long to get back here I last episode it was suggested I was a little under the weather I wasn't feeling well and I'm feeling better um, I have a chronic condition called blephritis which is an inflammation of the eyelids and um, still trying to struggling to uh, treat it so that my pain level goes down and that's still a challenge it's been getting worse since the pandemic because I've been more on my phone and that exacerbates my condition so I'm struggling with pain but I was for the past week struggling a lot with physical weakness and um, just not feeling good so um, I had to take a break and um, today I want to read to you some stuff that I wrote in November, November the 7th, 2013. And um, I found some uh, readings that I might put together to uh, maybe write my book. I'd like to, in the future, write a book about my mental wellness process. So I've been saving many notes and readings and things of mine that I have written and one particular one um, has been very poignant and I probably should be reading it every day um, the most powerful I believe the most powerful reading I can ever read is reading that I wrote myself because I can read things that other people wrote like famous writers or authors or psychologists or therapists or spiritual advisors or leaders and they do some wonderful work and I have learned much from them I have um, they have contributed much to my mental wellness process and when I can write my own program or process or format or whatever it's even more powerful when I can read it back and it helps me also test my own process to see how I'm doing if I'm even um, following my own rules or following my own creed or my own writing so um, I was looking through my uh, notes during the week and um, thinking maybe I should read this you know because one particularly came to me and um, I use like a a certain theme for my for each session I have with my mental wellness process and um, in the life purpose module it was sing out and this one that I'm about to read in the life purpose module is from spiritual fitness by Tom Owental so it wasn't something that I wrote but I copied it on here um, the woods would be very silent if only those birds sang out who sang the best Wow this kind of suggests to us that um, we need to be able to have the courage to be authentic we need to be able to have the courage to be who we are because so often we're discouraged from doing that you know we're uh, we're told to be quiet and it goes on to say this we refuse to participate in some activity because we don't feel confident of our capability an inferiority complex keeps us from risking participation yet the woods hanker for the sounds of all its birds 
so do our lives. We might be surprised by some of the exquisite, intriguing sounds waiting to be released in our souls. That's from Spiritual Fitness, page, page 311, November 6th. So this is kind of a nice uh, theme for November. And I was in charge of a forum board when I wrote this. And I wrote Happy Thankful Month. This is a month of Thanksgiving. This is a month of harvesting. A month of receiving. The month of November. So happy November, everyone. I hope you had a safe Halloween, everybody, incidentally. Okay. Let me see. Um, let me make sure I know which module I'm in with uh, this this page. page. Page two of my writing. Now, I wrote this. This is called The Vicious Cycle, and it sort of reflects my anxiety about being myself. Anxiety about my personhood. And the uh, trigger of not feeling powerful, not feeling like I could say anything, or like I had any rights, or like I could assert myself. Um, this is the Life Experiences module. The vicious cycle. Tonight we studied how our negative voices and thought processes in our heads were caused, in fact, by events and individuals who put us down, bullied us, or abused us. My parental figure, the person who raised me, continually invalidated me and negated me, and I grew up with this inferiority complex. She had made me into a ball of clay, metaphorically speaking that she was able to manipulate, mold, and control so completely that when I was out in the world, I could not stand up for myself or be authentic. At school, when I was teased and bullied, I literally could not fight back. I was just a ball of clay. I was under her control. I knew that if I got in trouble at school, she was going to disown me. That, that stuff can happen in family systems, believe it or not. You don't get your family's approval you might get kicked out or killed even I know that's disturbing but facts is facts on occasion I would not be able to take any more and I would explode and strike back then get threatened with suspension along with the bully one day I threatened to kill myself in the school cafeteria I was 14 years old when a cafeteria monitor restrained me from hitting a girl back who was slapping me and calling me a whore. I was sent then to the nurse's office where the school counselor threatened to have me committed to a mental institution. Now I had been committed for nine months when I was five years old and I had to beg her and my parental figure who came to school to meet with the counselor and me. I had to beg them both not to. So I had to kind of rescind and take back my suicidal threat. And um problem was the bullying problem at school was not solved I did not feel powerful when I was made to feel so completely powerless see I couldn't defend myself because I I was afraid that I would be disowned I really was my my aunt groomed me I was afraid to defend myself then I was bullied even harder until I ran away from home and dropped out of school at age 16 now I did get my uh, general equivalency Diploma, so I'm not a dropout. 
I made a commitment and a decision to do that after I left school. And that was a challenge. That's another episode on the podcast. So, because I was dealing with a lot of symptoms when I was trying to finish high school. The stuff was still inside me. The stuff that my, my parental did, the stuff that my the bullies at school did, was still inside my head. And it did not get resolved. Not for a long, long time. It's still inside me and I'm still dealing with it as a 54-year-old adult, guys. It is only recently that I realized that in order for me to change my quality of life and to heal from this, I have to believe that I am okay and that there is nothing wrong with me. Everything was wrong with the way my parental and the kids at school treated me. They were the way they were. That was life. And I, I got molded and programmed by that life growing up. And I have to deprogram that now, guys. All right, in the Emotions and Thoughts Process module, I have a page called Empowerment Thoughts that I wrote November 7, 2013. Posted by Carol. In order to determine my life now, I realize that I need to think differently about myself and my life. I'm in the solution now, and I hope I can uh, follow that today. This is new behavior, you guys. This is new thoughts, new emotions. As I mentioned in, in life experiences, I grew up feeling ineffective and inferior, like there was something wrong with me. I got a bad deal growing up. I validate that. The bullying reinforced how bad I thought I was, and in turn, going home from school every day and getting more negative reinforcement from my aunt made it worse. I did not seem to get it that I was okay anyway, and that I did not deserve this, and that I needed to stand up to it. I didn't have any power when I was a teenager. I was under their rule, literally, under the school's rule, under my, my parental's rule. I want to be effective now in the present, especially in this mental wellness thing and in my life in general. I have to let go of what happened to me now. That's my goal. Deprogramming. My parental no longer exists. She's deceased. I, I wrote that I'm 46, you know, because this was back in 2013 that I wrote this. I'm 54 now. I'm 54 right now. I'm an adult. I am no longer in a situation where I am powerless. I can think for myself now. I can, I can, I have command over my thoughts now. I do. I have command over my behavior and my attitude. Even if I can't control my thoughts right away, with my attitude and my behavior, I can, I can uh, take command and overrule, overturn those thoughts. When I'm feeling anxiety, I should like to self learn how to self-soothe now. I will learn that on the web. I will learn that with my own research, mental wellness, rather than self-scaring myself, I will learn self-soothing. If I am uncertain about something, I have to feel reassuring toward myself. I have to know, too, that my inner child, and we all have an inner child, you guys, whether we know it or not, we're all children, we've just been here longer and we're bigger. Yeah, we're grown up now, that doesn't mean we didn't have our experiences as children. My inner child is the one who is scared all the time, not me, the adult, not Jen Carroll. My inner child still thinks she's going to be neglected and abandoned and mistreated and talked down to and bullied, especially if she doesn't feel she has any power, control, or command. 
The adult me has to be there for her now. Most importantly, I have to tell myself that I will get better. This is temporary. My life will improve and that I can and will make the efforts to see that this happens. Emotions and thoughts process module. Okay, um, in the behavioral module, I, I talk about my goals again. A desire to change. Now, this kind of talks a little bit about, about codependency, about uh, love addiction, um, about feeling feeling like I have to please other people. I went to some 12-step meetings tonight, two open AA meetings to deal with my compulsion. I have a process addiction. I'm scared that if I don't uh, please people and have people love me and love people a certain way, um, it's going to be the end of the world. I want to stop this, and I shared this at the meeting. Sometimes this will require me to say no to people who still practice uh, the addiction or the process, especially people who want to practice it around me or with me. Or suggest that I'm a bad person because I don't please them. That's an example. I went through that yesterday on the bus. I uh, tripped over somebody's foot because their foot was sticking out and they got mad at me because I tripped over it even after I apologized to them. They uh, bullied me and I walked away and went to another seat and I had to deal with thoughts there. I was very angry and I was really, uh, my thoughts were going, that that meanie and, and Carol, you bad person, you should have looked. Well, he also shouldn't have had his foot sticking out and blamed me. You know, it's all relative. That's adulting, that's life. And we still attack each other. That is really unfortunate and I also have a responsibility not to take too much revenge or hurt myself over it I realize that it's a sacrifice for my well-being giving up the drama and the excitement and the drama will feel strange not only will I feel the withdrawal I will feel withdrawal because I'm no longer generating chemicals in my brain from the reaction you know the dopamine the, the oxytocin the, all the stuff the adrenaline it's going to feel like being in withdrawal from drugs. I realize more and more that this is what I need to go through to change the pattern. There will be blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, I had to consciously change my thoughts and take command. And um, my roommate was there too. And he's like, Carol, you can calm down. You can calm down, Carol. You can calm down. We live in a society where if we do something wrong... We are unforgivable. That is the paradigm I want to change in myself and in the world, help change in the world. The influence I want to have is a new paradigm on myself and on other people. We are all doing our best. Nobody is perfect. We've got to turn that from, a, uh, from a, an idea to a fact. We are not perfect. So, um, hope everybody is safe. Let's do the things we are afraid to do and give ourselves a break. All right. Bye now.